Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. Hey Christy, what's up? I just got a haircut. (laughs) She looks great. Wish you guys could see it. Anyways, welcome to this week's episode of Pancreas Pals, where we are going to be discussing long weekends with diabetes. It may seem like this is a random time of year to bring this up, but it's never too early to prepare. And you know, you got Presence Day and indigenous people's day slash columbus day coming up so it's always a good time to think ahead someone also slid into our dms and requested this and i feel sorry there's a train right outside my window in case people didn't keep up with my uh instagram stories i did just move so i'm adjusting to the new noise levels anyway (laughs) um we did get a request to cover this topic and i just felt it really 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 hardcore can i just dive in go for it christy yes Um, I feel this very hardcore because every single solitary time that I travel, it's always those like three or four day weekends when you most want to relax. If I go out of town for that amount of time, three, four days, that long weekend sweet spot, the first couple of nights I drop so significantly, it's a little bit horrifying. I don't know if anyone else relates to this. Maybe it's just the emotional, physical stress that can be traveling that just like brings me down. But despite the fact that sitting on a bus or train, which is typically how I get from Boston to New Jersey, all of that sitting really takes it out of me. I don't know why. (laughs) Nothing drops BGs like being stationary question. I, I wish that someone could explain it to me, but the last time I was home in New Jersey, mid August, Um, I came home on a Friday night. It was not that dramatic a ride. Again, did a lot of of sitting. My butt was kind of tired, but the rest of me felt okay. And I woke up the next morning, and I was so low, my meter would not even give me a reading. I, like, stumbled downstairs to the apple juice, and, of course, when my mom got up, she was like, what are you doing, kid? I would have come help you. But, like, you know, I I want to say I deal with that. Yeah, when you're that low. And I want to say, oh, I deal with this all the time, but, like, I don't deal with numbers quite that low. But I don't know. I think the lesson that I'm going to throw out there to any of you uh, insulin pen users, I cut way back on Lantus when I'm traveling for that specific reason. Dropping overnight that dramatically, it is just my pattern, and I hate it. So if I know that I'm going away for the weekend, I back way off the Lantus, and I just... I up the doses of Novolog if I need to, if I'm seeing highs, but I just think it's worth it. Just don't have that much basil in your system constantly bringing you down and then adjust your pre-meal 
insulin doses as needed. You might need a little bit more at certain times of day, but I just think it's worth it to adjust there on like a sliding scale rather than constantly having the source of insulin that is bringing you down. Right. I mean, again, everyone should discuss this with their doctors prior or nurse practitioners prior to to executing anything that we're suggesting. It's, you know, I did not go to med school. Yeah. Christine, I would not, not have gotten into med school. We're professional overthinkers. I'm not. Yeah. Scrubs. Don't even. Did you watch Grey's? Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, that's such a solid show, so I can't even blame you. But Thank you. Moral of, we're not doctors. We're just telling you how we try and live our best diabetic lives. And for me personally, I use a pump, got my Omnipod and my Dexcom, my continuous glucose monitor. And honestly, I know I say this all the time, and like shout out to Dexcom if you ever want to like you know, come on the show because I feel like I'm a constant advertisement for Dexcom. Which yeah, they're going to spit in my face. <laughs> no, no, it's not for everyone. There are other continuous glucose monitors out there. There's the Libre. There's, you know, whatever Medtronic uses, the Enlight sensor, I believe. But I have to say that I love being cord-free and my Omnipod is dope for that. And I love being able to just look at my phone and know my sugars but that being said when I am traveling a lot of times if I'm on a plane if I'm this goes back to episode like a traveling episode we did in season one I believe it was episode seven traveling with the beaties um correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure I am usually I'm like once a week anyways (laughs) I mean it sounds right yeah so I know that was the name of the episode but um Moral of, when I go on planes, actually, I don't know if I told this tidbit, but something happened to my phone, and my f- this does not happen every time I go on a plane. Wow, I'm really talking in circles right now. But when sometimes when I'm traveling and my Bluetooth turns off automatically when I put it on airplane mode, and I like forget to put my Bluetooth back on, and things happen, and my CGM, my Dexcom freaked out when I was traveling one time for a long weekend and just decided to completely like restart the app. And so I had to put in all of my user information again, which means that I had to resync my Dexcom, which means I had to put in my, all of the serial numbers and everything, which I did not have because I was traveling. And since then I've taken photos of all the serial numbers and everything on my Dexcom boxes, just in case something similar happens and I lose, like I accidentally delete the app or something crazy happens. But that was literally flying blind, so to speak, um, with my blood sugar numbers, because I couldn't, you know, have my continuous glucose monitor while I was on the plane. And I tend to trend high when I'm flying. So it wasn't as big of a deal, but I think everyone trends high when they're flying. Oh, there it is. I knew I could count on you for, cause like an airplane high in the sky. Thanks Christy. I'll sit back now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, love you and your dad jokes. Always here for it. But I learned my lesson that I really needed, you know, either my backup, you know, little PDM situation that looks like an MP3 player a la 2006, which I have gotten questions at NSA. No, not NSA. TSA. From Do you have something twist, to tell us? Plot twist and a half. From TSA, if I had a an MP3 player, to which point I just stare at them because it, it takes me a beat to figure out what they're talking about. And I'm like, no, it's 2017. I don't have an MP3 player. Like, 
wow, why am I such a jerk for talking to you like that? And then, <laughs> I still use my iPod Nano Touch. Okay, that is not the same as here. Well, I'll show you what my, my Dexcom handheld device looks like later, but it's a little chunky, not as big as Omnipod's PDM, but moral of, always carry that extra info around with you, carry extra, um, extra test strips, everything in excess, because you never know how frequently you're going to be testing, you never know when something's going to break down, you never know when you're going to break down and start freaking out and want to check your blood sugars every 30 minutes, because... You haven't used your Dexcom. You haven't been without your Dexcom in three years. So yeah, <laughs> everyone has their strengths, and uh, me relying on anything other than my Dexcom is not one of them. Um, speaking of which, kind of not related to the Dexcom, but in terms of <laughs> having extra supplies because you're going to want to check, that's definitely another thing to note. Check more often, especially if you are going to take my unmedically supported decision or advice, rather to uh, back down on the Lantus. The thing with that is, is that you might then see some spikes by like day two or three. So just check. When in doubt, just check because chances are if you're traveling for the weekend, you're away, you're off of your normal schedule and your body is kind of going to adjust accordingly. So there are other stress factors, you know, involved being in a new place and you know, kind of being more active or less active depending on where you're traveling. So I think that's a really good idea, Christy, to really check more frequently, regardless of having a CGM, just be on top of it. My CGM has been off before by way too many points. So it's definitely something to heed Christy's warning there. It's worth it because you want to enjoy the weekend as well. So kind of going along with that, this is like a tragic little tidbit, but (laughs) you know, it's like a sad time, but also it ended up okay. So just in, you know, the theme of trying to have a good time when you're away for the weekend and you're not trying to think about the fact that you're diabetic the whole time, but you know, it's always relevant. Um, the first time that I went to... remember? Sorry, not to interrupt you. Miriam... Last episode. Aww. Oh, Miss Her Lover. Sorry, continue. I don't know why I was about to say R.I.P. Miriam's doing very oh well. Oh my God. Did I don't you just know why. Miriam? I don't know what just happened there. Anyway, oh my God. moving on. Uh, moving so on quickly. and away from that, Miriam, I love you. Um, right. The first time that I went to meet my boyfriend's parents, it was over July 4 weekend. So obviously, there is enough stress involved in just meeting your boyfriend's parents. You know, there's a fair amount of pressure there. True. Um, (laughs) You know, it was a busy weekend, you know, just meeting a lot of different family members. It wasn't just July 4. It was like parties and events every single day. Um, I wasn't seeing too many high numbers, which was great, despite the, like, grazing upon snacks. In fact, I had a lot of lows. Um, I had one particularly bad low, when I went down to like 28 the first morning I woke up there, it was awful. And I had to like send Zach downstairs to get me orange juice. And his parents thought I was dying. It was so sad. They were Every time so I hear that number, I freak out, Christy. I freak out for you. Uh, that is terrifying. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. I was like shaking. And I just, ugh, I knew I needed the juice, but I didn't want to send him downstairs to get the juice because I didn't want to make a scene. But the truth is, and this is another piece of advice for being away on weekends, just it's safe and smart to let the people around you know 
just kind of what's going on and where you're trending because, you know, you never that was know. over. You never know when you're going to need someone to get juice for you. So, so true. On that note, every time I go to stay with my boyfriend, his family, his mom always makes sure that I have a bag of Skittles that she buys for me every time I come. How sweet is that? That is so tender. I know. It's just, uh, Laura, you're the best. If you're listening, this is very awkward. Um, (laughs) Moving forward. (laughs) Yeah, well, as much as I'm saying be prepared for lows, just because that tends to be how I am when I travel, also be prepared for highs because sometimes, and I have seen this too, sometimes when I go away for weekends, I'll see a couple of lows, like a 28 when you're just trying to meet the family. I'm over it. I'm no, not. I will never be over that for you. They're such good people. Anyway, um, it can swing the other way because sometimes what happens is you'll see a couple of bad lows your first couple of days out and then you'll overcompensate and that. snack a little bit more than you need because in your mind you're like, oh, at this time yesterday I went low. I should have like X amount of snack right now to avoid that low but this goes along with checking more often even if you feel a little bit on the lower side you feel like you're dropping check because overcompensating with snacking too much and putting yourself in a spike situation for no reason also isn't great Uh, something else that goes along with that when I'm traveling I don't know about you guys but half the vacations I take are solely about food I am such a foodie my mom is a chef and like the most amazing person in the world and growing up the type of vacations we took were heavy walking and very heavy on the food and you know I wasn't diagnosed until three years ago so this didn't really pertain to my childhood so to speak but when I went on vacations with my parents in college which was like maybe once because like adulting's hard um I, you know, we eat so much. And when I go home now, I eat so much. So all the time. (laughs) So the vacations that I take are very centered on food, but that doesn't stop me from partaking. I just try extra hard to count my carbs and look things up and, you know, like really measure things. Uh, Not to say that I bring a measuring cup to the restaurant with me, but I do tend to stay away from things that I know are going to make the rest of my night rough. Like, I won't have a bagel for breakfast um, just because I know for me personally, I really can't handle that and I still have yet to figure that out. And I'd rather try to figure it out on a day where, you know, I don't have 48 hours in one city type of thing or 72 hours. So I think for me... A big thing is learning how to cut back and say no to certain things. You know, like maybe don't have three glasses of sangria when you're out and about, but, you know, maybe do have a cookie. So for me, it's about picking and choosing. And I know that's one of the hardest things about diabetes because we are type one and we didn't get this from a lifestyle that we led, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect our food intake on a certain level. Yeah, I think the thing that I always have to be conscious of on vacation, for me, it's not so much the time of day, but if I'm seeing 
highs or I'm seeing lows, I know that I need to space out my meals a little bit more because it is so much easier if you're seeing highs to be able to correct. So if you're eating every hour on the hour, it makes it that much harder to predict where you're going to be in a couple of hours. So if you see a spike an hour after you've eaten, your impulse might be, oh, I'm off my usual regimen. I should take more insulin now. And then you could end up low because you overcompensated for a spike that was just resulting an hour after you ate three hours later, you might've been fine. And it also works the opposite way. I, I know I am on vacation, especially because it seems like there are constantly, if you're at like a cookout or something, there's just a constant rotation of food. As soon as the bowl of chips is empty, someone's refilling and it's very tempting to, you know, again, when it's refilled, when the bowl restocks, you want to restock, but remember to take breaks. Even though there's a constant source of food, you will be able to predict your numbers so, so, so much better if you're taking breaks and you're letting the insulin and the carbs settle. Right. I mean, that's something to consider. I, I don't really think about that anymore because with me, I can see my insulin on board on my insulin pump, which is, you know, I take that for granted. It is a calculation. It's not always correct. I'm not always, as a matter of fact, I'm rarely correct in a specific carb. Okay, maybe not rarely. If my doctor's listening, love you. Everything's going fine. Um, but... <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody has those days, so to speak. So I know that for me, I can check on my pump and see that I have two units left in me and I ate two hours ago, but I want to eat, you know, a cookie now. And I, it's just a lot of math and it's overwhelming. But for you, you can't necessarily, like you have no technology to tell you unless you write it down somewhere or log it somewhere that this is how much you have left for your active insulin. So that's a whole nother stressor and not necessarily stressor, but something to consider when you're going about your day is like literally writing the stuff down. Yeah. Um, And I guess kind of the final thing to jump on is at least for me when I'm home and I'm by Nana's pool I just I'm so active and I always forget to account for that because if I'm not going to the gym sometimes I forget to account for activity as exercise but it is and you have to factor that in as well as you can especially swimming water does affect like if it's hot well, if it's really cold, you know, like those things play big factors in the way your body absorbs insulin. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because a lot of times on weekend vacations, people don't want to plan the entire day out in the morning. You'll probably have a general sense of what you're doing for the day, but anything could come up. So kind of like we've said, the more you're checking and the more you're anticipating as best you can, the better you'll do. Right. But it's never it's never going to be a home run, at least for me, when I'm on the move. There's always going to be a high in there somewhere. There's always going to be a low in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to set your expectations at a certain level. Be like, this isn't going to be a perfect day. I'm on vacation. I want to have fun. I'm going to see some highs. Hopefully, I don't see any bad lows. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to take an L and just have fun. And just really – sometimes it's hard. Like – well, actually, it's like always hard, but sometimes when you're visiting it's, a, it's your friends, especially hard. It's especially hard when you're actively trying to relax, which sounds counterintuitive, but it can be hard when you're on a day to day regimen of 
working or class, whatever it is that you're up to, and then you're finally allowed to seriously relax and there's this roadblock just kind of challenging that it's a little bit rude it's a little bit like a hangnail and it doesn't mean that it's going to stop you from having a good long weekend i just miss miriam anyways i feel like we bring again miriam is fine miriam is so fine oh my god i cannot we're not ending this episode on that note just so you know bring something else up really quick (laughs) Um, I wish you guys could see Christy's face right now. My hair cutter at Supercuts was really nice. You went to she made cuts? me. She made me feel loved. I'm on a budget, Emily. I'm on a budget. I no, that wasn't a judgment. I was trying to figure out where there's a Supercuts <laughs> in Boston. Packard's Corner. That explains it. Okay. It was a great cut at a great cost. Did you say it was a Supercut? Oh my god, I'm so proud. I'm like speechless. I would say it was a super cut. I would. I honestly wow. Listen, All right, your hair I like fierce. So no complaints. Thanks, over it's here. brown. Yeah. Maybe if enough people listen to this episode, Christy will post a selfie of her beautiful new locks. I don't post selfies, but like I'm gonna go make Elio's pizza after this. Maybe I'll have my roommate take a picture of me eating. I'm gonna put pineapple on it. Oh my god, you are really throwing caution to the wind, living your best life. Food and I just juice. want it. I just, I just okay. want it. I'm tired. It's 8.30 at night. I just got a haircut I want to celebrate. And celebrate you shall. Thanks for Thank listening, you. pals. And we hope that you tune in on our next episode, whatever it may cover. <laughs> and please. Yeah, and just so you guys know, again, we did this episode based on a message we got on Instagram. So if there's something you want us to cover, even if you think we've already covered something similar or you're not sure we will cover it, chances are we will, or at least we'll, you know, mention it. We'll work it in. So yeah, please hit us up. We and will respond. Special shout out to um, Elizabeth Erickson for giving us the idea for this episode. She is such an amazing pal, and we we gotta hit you up next time everyone's in Boston. Not to just put her on blast where she lives. Anyways, so I should probably never speak again and continue to DMS on our Pancreas Pals account, which is at pancreas underscore pals on instagram our facebook account which is pancreas pals pp and our um email why can't i speak is pancreas pals one two three at gmail and we do check that and we are just really excited to keep connecting with all of our pals around the world and we do have pals around the world by the way which is so exciting we have pals in germany and you know like we've got some in England and I should probably stop talking now so thanks for listening Christy's giving me the look and we hope everyone has a great rest of their week or start today we should say oh yes Sunday (laughs) bye bye